You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Well, you just have me this week. I know. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry about that. But the reason why uh, it's just me on the podcast and no guest is because I actually ended up in the ER last week when I was supposed to record my incredible guest for this week. And I, I thought about just going a week without a podcast. But then I thought, you know what? I don't know. I, I'm going through a lot. And I just thought, why not just share it with you? And either you may be able to relate or you may just be able to give me some great wisdom and insight and some of your good knowledge. Because after all, I mean, the guests that I have on here, they're wonderful. They've done awesome stuff. But you have too. And I know you have a lot to share and you have um, some great life insight. So let me tell you exactly why I was in the ER and share with you a little bit about what's going on in my life. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you probably know that my husband and I have been trying to make a baby for the past almost five years, so four and a half years. And at the beginning, it really was more of a kind of, you know what, I'm going to get off birth control and we'll just see, kind of see what happens. And I really was trying to do that too, so I just wouldn't worry about it and not stress about it. And so did it for about like a year and then nothing happened. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to take a few months and really track my ovulation and do all that. And so we did that. Nothing happened. And so then at that point, I told my doctor. And so we decided to do all the tests, you know. So he did all his. He got a uh, a stellar, stellar report card on his guys, um, which, of course, he was so happy to hear that. Um, and then for me, we did all my tests, fallopian tubes, uh, ovaries, you know, eggs, all that stuff. It was all good. Um, except that he, my doctor did say that it looked like I had some irregular ovulation. Sorry, I know we're just like kind of jumping into this today too. So <laughs> I'm just going all out for you, aren't I? The next kind of step was to try Clomid. And I just... I wanted to try more natural, a natural approach first before I kind of jumped on that bandwagon. So then I went to a naturopathic doctor and we did all kinds of stuff for like six to eight months and tried to get my hormone levels all um, balanced and my eating and just everything, making sure everything was cool and there wasn't any um, weird stuff going on in my body. And that was now, I guess, about last, it was last year. And it still hadn't happened. And so for a while, I think I just kind of got really tired and I just wanted to just not actively have to try anything for a little bit. But then I turned 37 this year. And so I think that that kind of made me go, oh, wait, oh, boy. okay, look, this is like the last year that I want to try. I'm kind of just done with this. It's exhausting. And um it's tiring. And, you know, you feel like you you don't know. I mean, are we going to have a child? Is our life going to change like that? I don't know. And it just feels like I think everything starts to kind of revolve around that possible plan for your life. And then there's a part of you that just wants to go, wait, okay, if we're not going to have kids, then I just want to know. I want to plan the rest of my life, you know. Not like we can actually plan our life, but you know what I'm talking about. 
Anyway, so this year, that's when I thought, you know what, maybe I should just jump on the Clomid bandwagon and, and try that stuff. Well, I actually ended up at the beginning of the year having some really, really bad pain around my cycle. And um, for two cycles, that happened. And I went to my doctor, and he did an ultrasound. And he did find several cysts. Um, they weren't that big. But he diagnosed me with PCOS and put me on metformin. So this was about, this was actually three weeks ago. So last week when I was supposed to do the podcast, I had had really, really bad pelvic pain the night before, like to the, to the point where, I mean, I just knew that I was going to be talking to somebody and the pain hit and me just gasp because that's how bad it hurt. So I took a, a hot bath that night, and I just tried to, like, drink lots of water. And, you know, I didn't know what it was. I was super bloated. And um, anyway, so then the next morning I woke up, and I still did not feel normal. It still hurt really bad, and the pain continued to get worse and worse until there was a point where I was crying and I couldn't walk. The pain was so bad. And so I called my gynecologist, and he said, I want you, or the nurse, she said, um, you know, you should go to the emergency room. So I did. And y'all, this was the first time I'd been to the emergency room hospital for anything other than like when I was born. So I didn't know anything. I didn't know, like I walked in there, I drove myself and my husband did meet me and um, I just didn't know what to expect or anything. All that to say, um, that the doctor did do another ultrasound. They saw he saw the same cyst, but he said they're just not big enough to cause that much pain. So he thinks it could be endometriosis. But I'm waiting for more uh, follow up from my gynecologist to see what tests we need to run to make sure of that, and if so, what type of treatment. That's all of the health stuff that has happened. And I'm sorry if that was too much. Um, I know some of you guys may not even be interested in that, but I wanted to tell you all that just to kind of give you an update on the fertility stuff and um, to share, I guess, some thoughts that have been going on in my mind ever since that happened. Um, I think the first thought is just, okay, wow, like my body has done such a great job for all these years. I mean, I really have been so healthy. Like I said, I never even had to go to the emergency room or anything since I was born um, so that I'm so grateful for. And then the second part is throughout the the ER visit and everything, that just that time away from my work, um, it was already a busy week, put me into kind of a stressful tailspin a little bit. And it just, I mean, it was nonstop. I had a, a call back at 8.30 p.m. that night after my ER visit. Plus, I had like five voiceover auditions to do, a voiceover booked session. And I mean, there was so much um, that I had to do. And that did not stop until like literally right now when I'm doing the podcast. I finally had a couple minutes where I could do this. And so I think that just got me started thinking about a child and thinking, what in the world? How am I going to be able to juggle all this stuff with a child? And the second part of that is I I do work a lot and I do enjoy work a lot. Um, but my struggle has always been to put work ahead of other people. And I think my greatest fear. Sorry, guys.
is that we'll be blessed with a child, but it'll feel like such a burden sometimes. (laughs) Because I think my to-do list so many times takes precedence over a lot of other things, you know? I feel like if I'm responsible for work, if I'm responsible for our voiceover studio, my own career, you know, uh, we're responsible for making our own income, you know. So there's always stuff to do and there's always people to answer to and, you know, to be available for. And my greatest fear is that that is going to take precedence over time with my child and that that my child will look back and, and not even look at me with fondness, but look at me at with resentment or disdain for not being able to pour all my energy and time into that child. So that is just the real end of the deal. <laughs> I probably should have just called my counselor instead of done this podcast. But I thought that um, maybe someone would um, be able to relate. Maybe not. And maybe all those things change when you do have a child. I think that just the biggest thing is, is that if I'm totally being honest with you, is that I go up and down, like back and forth, whether I do want a child. I do want a child. I do. I really do. I feel like I love kids. I love spending time with them. And um, I love being able to teach kids and... and um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, I do feel like I have that kind of that love to give to a child. Um, But then the other side of it is this huge fear of whether I'm going to be inadequate as a mom, whether that's going to put a hold on my career, um, the fear of my body changing and I'm older and it's not going to snap back and you know, I've always struggled with body images, body image stuff, and um, always trying to find that balance of a healthy view of food and exercise and everything. And that scares me. It really does. It scares me. And then on the other spectrum of all that is this desire to not be ruled by fear in my life. So I feel like there's this teetering back and forth. Maybe it's a three-way seesaw or something um, that I go back and forth on. But this past weekend when I was at the voiceover conference, so I was able to interview a lot of uh, the presenters that were there for the voiceover conference. And that was such a cool experience. And one of the people that I interviewed was Townsend Coleman. And he is, uh, you've probably heard his voice if you've ever listened to or watched live with Kelly and Ryan. He does the promos for that. Um, He's done... He's voiced Michelangelo in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, Jim and the Holograms, if you guys remember that cartoon. He did Fraggle Rock. He did. He does so many things even now, commercials and everything. I mean, you definitely have heard his voice at some point. Anyways, we were talking about just career and how to um, be relevant in the voiceover industry, just despite the fact that it changes all the time. One of the things that he said is he said he noticed older people than him when he was kind of coming up and they kind of were going on the the downhill of their bell curve because he said, you know, everyone of us has it where we have this career bell curve. And a lot of times, you know, it can last 10, 15 years. And then 
Um, you just, you're, you get older, you don't have as much energy, you know, you're not as relevant anymore. I mean, there's all these th- factors that go into it. And how you handle that bell curve uh, really says a lot about you and says a lot about your happy, you know, it, it really can dictate a lot of your happiness. And he said that he noticed so many people wouldn't give back at that point and instead would turn to, you know, drinking themselves to death or um, just really kind of destroy themselves from the inside out. One of the things that he mentioned was he said, you know, one of the ways to really um, counteract that is just with this added, he, he said, I just want to live with this attitude of gratitude all the time, all the time. And he said, I've said that for years and years and years, attitude of gratitude. One of the things that I had pointed out or said in the interview is I said, yeah, I, because gratitude dissipates fear. You know, those people that are at the end of their bell curve or going down that what makes them kind of implode from within is that fear that they're not significant anymore, that they don't have anything to contribute, that they're not worth anything at that point. And so to have that gratitude, that will really dissipate it. So that has been going on and on in my head and heart since then and, and, and trying to process the whole thing about not having a kid or having a child or, you know, all these medical things that are popping up now and who knows what I'm going to, I don't even know where we go from here. Um, so I've been trying to really create a day where I just am grateful and maybe I just need to do it a whole lot more. <laughs> But it doesn't seem to be helping as much as I thought it would. And I don't know why that is. So that's why I thought, you know what, I'm going to share this on the podcast. And maybe some of you guys have insight into this. I mean, maybe it is true that gratitude dissipates fear, but maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's a sum of gratitude and love and grace, you know, maybe through a Christian, you know, worldview, perfect love, um, cast out fear. And so maybe that's what I need to focus on is just this love for myself, no matter how many mistakes I make. If I make a mistake as a mom, which I probably am because we all do, we're imperfect, um, or uh, love for my body, no matter what changes it come its way, you know, having a child, maybe grace, grace that Okay, so maybe my career may change a little bit from having a child, and I don't know. So <laughs> that's the basic gist, and I like to try and, I don't know, wrap up a, the podcast in a really nice, pretty bow and leave you with a takeaway. I don't know if I have that takeaway, to be honest with you. I feel like this is a moment in my life where I don't have all the answers, and I feel like I'm searching for a lot of answers in different areas. Um, areas of running a business as a voiceover studio and running it with your husband, no, nonetheless, because there's like a category for seeing him as a husband who I just love and cherish and I want the best for him. But then also seeing him as a co-owner, which, you know, our main goal together is to create a great a great business that that helps people and is a good resource for people and provides the tools, but that we can also grow and, and not go into the hole <laughs> over and all this stuff. Yeah, I think I'm just kind of searching, um, searching for how to make all these things work, how to make time for myself. And maybe you're in the boat too, and maybe it just helps for you to hear that there's somebody else out there that's dealing with the same thing. I wanted to go ahead and 
and share a little personal story or my own struggles with you this week. And all that to say, I hope your week goes amazingly well. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Last check, we're close to 13,000 downloads, and that's in a matter of like four months, which is just crazy. That's crazy for a new podcast with that's not a niche podcast. So thank you so much. And thank you for sharing it with your friends and for comments and emails and reviews and all that stuff. You don't know how much that means to me. Have a wonderful week. And we'll be back next week with a more positive podcast um, with some casting directors, some Atlanta casting directors. So it'll be really interesting to hear from them and hear about the Atlanta movie market and commercial market and... um, They'll have some really fun insight for you. So can't wait for that. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 